This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, the President of World Ministries International. Now the conclusion of When Will Jesus Return? Let's look at first 2 Thessalonians 2 through 9 warns us that two things must take place before Jesus returns for the church. Paul declares in verse 3 that there will be a falling away and the Antichrist will be revealed. Now, if you thought many, many people during the times of great trouble Tribulation, the Pope, like I said, a lot of scholars classified him as the Antichrist. Some still do. He's killed 66 million Christians. Stalin, Hitler, we could go on and on. Mussolini, Lenin, Mao. Many, many, many. People thought they were the Antichrist because of the tribulation they were going through. World War I, World War II. Paul wrote this clarification with emphasis because he knew people were confused at the time. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 reads, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ. When, when is the dead in Christ rising? After the falling away and the Antichrist is revealed. The seventh trump. When is the seventh trump? The battle of Armageddon. How, how did you get a surprise uh, rapture in there somewhere? Some third rapture? It's not there. So before this can happen, the Antichrist must be revealed. He hasn't been revealed yet. I know, I know Biden's acting like an Antichrist with his false prophet Obama. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians was practical. He was attempting to alleviate fears concerning those loved ones who had died about whether they would share in the return of Jesus. And he was encouraging them, instead of just waiting for the second coming of Jesus and doing nothing, to get back to work. 1 Thessalonians 4, 9-12. through 12. Hey, get back to work! He's not coming imminently. 
That's not what that word means. It means without unnecessary delay. I've heard people, you know, we, we better not, not study further, not go to college, not do this, not do that. Not. The Antichrist has not been revealed yet. The Thessalonians appeared to think their present persecution was a great tribulation warned about just prior to Jesus' return. So Paul was trying to qualify that belief so they would realize it was not and they needed to carry on with their life. Get back to work. Get married. If you want. I know people that are praying for a good husband or wife. Or even helping somebody. This is wise enough not to say, well, I better stay single. Scripture cannot be interpreted correctly unless you are willing to first leave it in context. This way you cannot manipulate it, but it can teach you. Now, I hope so far you're following what I said. I know I've been a little sarcastic. But I hope you're following what I'm teaching you. I mean, it's pretty clear. You've got to go to some type of denominational, dispensational theology for them to twist it around and make something that just isn't here. Once again, 2,000 years, they didn't believe it. I'm talking about pre-trib. Again, I don't care personally if you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, or that we're going to win the world and Jesus will come back and we'll give it to him. I know people like that. It might be a thousand or two thousand years, they say, but we'll win the world. Well, I don't see that in my Bible personally. If I leave it in context, Jesus says, if I don't come back, flesh won't be left on earth and the righteous will be killed. <coughs> the innocent will be prey. I don't think we're going to win the world of Jesus. I just don't see it. The world is hating you and I more and more and more. But if you want to believe that way, I can still work with you. We can still try to win people for Christ together. We can still plan strategy. We can still cast out demons. I'll work with you. The point with, we can work with anybody. We should be able to. This is not a salvation issue. It's not a salvation issue. Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Or whether you're going to win the world for Christ and it'll take you one or two thousand years. It's not a salvation issue to separate the brethren. Now, if you're already mad at me because you can see that I'm not going probably on one position for sure because I don't see it. My background is law enforcement. I grew up in a denomination that taught that way, but it was just taught out of context. I don't see it. I wrote this that I'm reading you. I wrote all of it. And in my background in law enforcement, I had to have evidence so I could convict you in court. There's enough evidence that convicted me, changed my opinion, my eschatology. You're the opinion that's been taught for 2,000 years. <clears throat> okay, 2 Thessalonians 2.7 tells us when the Antichrist will be revealed. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who letteth will let until the, he is taken out of the way. Verse 7 tells us that after he is taken out of the way. Then verse 8 is manifest. 
Then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Who is the he who is retaining and restraining the Antichrist? <coughs> Many people have said it's either the church or the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that. If it's the church or the Holy Spirit, the church hasn't stopped anything. What's the church stopped in America? They're afraid to open their mouth. If the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way, how is there this great revival and tribulation in the book of Revelation? <coughs> so it can't be the church or the Holy Spirit. The church is about worthless today. That's why we have ego-saving nations. We're trying to get back to the third person of the Trinity and have again the believer get back to what God commanded for you to tarry so you can have his power and strength flowing through you instead of running like Peter the first time when he denied Christ. The second time he spoke fearlessly and the church has to be fearless today speaking the truth coming against evil. The church has been so dysfunctional it can't stop anything right now. The only thing the church can do is lead the way to the buffet line. Oh, make sure you get out of church Sunday right on time because I got reservations. Yeah, you look at your girth and you done lapped your reservations. Mary Stewart Ralph, PhD, in her book, When Your Money Fails, 666, quotes George Micklin in St. Paul's Episcopal to the Thessalonians said of this, he, it is a veiled description of the restraining power of law and order, especially as those that were embodied at the time in the Roman Empire of its rulers, law and order. He. So what, what would that be? When governments are removed. When you have governments remove their sovereignties, you have the new world order, don't you? Our one world government. Who's restraining the one world government right now? We still have our sovereignties in many nations. Now, Biden's trying to destroy it so there's open borders. When there is no nation with their sovereignty left, you got your one world government and the Antichrist is revealed. And it's certainly not the church and the Holy Spirit restraining him. The church was already in severe persecution at the hands of Rome. So Paul chose not to invite more suffering by naming the Roman power. In other words, governments having to be removed. He had previously in person identified it. Rome was so powerful that Paul knew another super world dictator professing to be above all could rise to power until Rome was removed. He didn't want to bring more persecution. Oh, they're talking against Rome. They're going to remove our government. And they attack him even more fiercely. But Paul knew Rome wasn't the government. Likewise, we know this power, which has prevented the revelation of the wicked one has been subsequent government structures. When the governments of the world become unable to enforce laws and order or taken out of the way, this condition will give rise to the revelation of the wicked one. Rise to the world leader who himself will bring some semblance of law and order. Everything is chaos. Millions of people are dying. Here the Antichrist has the answer. Take your vaccination and you'll be saved. <coughs> Again, a little sarcasm, but something very similar. Take the mark and you'll be saved. And possibly the form of the vaccination. 
He will be revealed to the Christians in 2 Thessalonians 2.3 at the outset of the last seven years, but his wickedness will not be revealed to the world until midweek. The recent pre-tribulation doctrine teaches that he is the Holy Spirit. There are many blatant inconsistencies which render this untrue. If the church is to be raptured before the tribulation and he, the Holy Spirit, is taken out at this time, as pre-tribs say, how would those many tribulation saints with whom Antichrist makes war, Daniel 7.21, Revelation 13.7, get converted? Because there is a lot of tribulation saints that get converted. Now, if, if the Holy Spirit's taken out of the way, he, only he can bring conviction. How is there a revival? Did you think of that? Obviously not. And the church isn't stopping the Antichrist. You couldn't stop same-sex marriage. Paul firmly establishes his point in the second letter by declaring the fallacy of looking for Christ before one looks for two things. The falling away and the Antichrist. It's absurd, but true that the same problem Paul endeavored to correct with this letter is still prevalent today. Oh, we could be removed anytime. No, we can't. Much of Christianity is still falsely declaring Christ could come at any moment without these two prerequisites. Small wonder that Paul prefaces this verse with let no man deceive you by any means. Because a lot of people are trying to deceive you. I even had some people, you know, a week or two ago get mad at me. Millions today who profess to interpret the Bible literally are deceived as the Thessalonians because they refuse to literally accept 2 Thessalonians 2.3. When Paul sequences the Lord's return after these two events, he then rebukes those who now classifies them as busybodies working not at all. Foolishly waiting for the Lord's return in their lifetime and instructing the working Christians to withdraw fellowship from those who present such a ridiculous idleness. These people are just waiting. Leave them alone. They're ridic ridiculous. Get back to work. Now we commend you, brethren. Command in the name of Christ that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the traditions which he was received from us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if anyone would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are just busybodies. They're just waiting for the rapture. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may, not be, a, that he may be ashamed. 2 Thessalonians 3, 16, 6 through 14. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 14. Dr. Reif goes on to state, many dear Christians have erroneously taught that the apostles expected the Lord's return any day, and certainly in their lifetime. You've heard that, haven't you, if you've gone to church? Oh, they've expected it. They did not expect him to return. Bible research 
indicates that they did not, especially John, Paul, and Peter. For brevity's sake, let's just look at Peter. Peter knew before the Lord's ascension that he would live to be an old man, then die. Jesus to Peter. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you used to fasten your belt and go anywhere you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie them and take you where you don't want to go. In saying this, Jesus was indicating the way in which Peter would die and bring glory to God. Peter knew he would live to be an old man and then die. He wasn't going to be raptured. John 21, 18 through 19. Peter, therefore, made preparation for those who would live after him by writing two epistles. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these things, though you are know them and are established in the truth that you may have. I think it right, as long as I am in the body, to arouse you by way of remembering, <coughs> since I know that the putting off of my body will soon be, as the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. He knows he's going to die. And I will see to it that after my departure, you'll be able at any time to recall these things. 2 Peter 1, 12 through 15. Michael Rood in his book, The Mystery of Iniquity, confesses that he twisted the scriptures along with others to teach a pre-tribulation rapture to back a doctrine that is false. For several decades, I, along with a multitude of pre-tribulation raptures, had illegitimately redefine the verb, K-A-T-E-C-H-O, to seize and hold fast to retain possession, as a noun, which we defined as the restrainer. See, to make this thing into a pre-trib, you've got to twist, you twist the words. But you don't get a conviction in court by twisting the evidence. You might get arrested. We fabricated a scenario that was never alluded to in any of Paul's writings or in the text of the entire Bible. That the Holy Spirit is the restrainer who holds down Satan's power. When the Holy Spirit is taken from the earth, as well as Christians, then the man of sin will be revealed. Even though the language and the context would never allow this redefinition, some of the modern Bible translations were influenced by this error. Again, we already went over the Holy Spirit is not going to be taken out of the world. The greatest revival will be in the Great Tribulation. Many will get saved. And you most likely will be here, unless you die beforehand, not by rapture, to take part in this great victory, this great revival. No matter how much one wrestles the words that which holds fast to say that the Holy Spirit or the Christian church in this world is restraining the man of sin from being revealed, it will never make it true. The Christians in America could not even keep our republic, which is rooted in Christianity by being taken over by atheists, socialists, and communists. We're losing America right now if we don't have another great awakening. We're losing it. Our pathetic Christians aren't stopping it because they nullify the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they're trying to do it in their own strength and their own vanity is weak. Self-preservation, self your pride. Oh, I don't want to be criticized. 
No, because you don't have the third person of the Trinity operating through you so you can be fearless. So you want to preserve your life, your reputation, your business. The people you've twisted the word of God in church so they can live in sin. There is not one shred of evidence in the entire Bible that we are keeping the man of sin by being revealed. Not one. Like I said before, we can't even stop sodomites, homosexuality, lesbians, LGBT, woke. You can't stop anything. Twisting this word to produce what the context clearly condemns is the work of Satan. He is the author of the strong but comfortable delusion that Paul exposes. Now listen carefully. Dr. Reif writes, Christians, if you don't receive a love of the truth, not a bless me gatherings, a love of the truth, not a love of golf, an insatiable, driving, consuming, constraining love of the truth that will lift you above any attachment or alignment with the teachings of men, God will send a strong delusion and you'll believe a lie and be damned. 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 through 11. Again, it's not mental ascent. You'll say, well, I know there's a God. It's not mental ascent. The devil knows there's a God in the demons. It's not mental ascent. Do you love him with all your heart? Are you chasing him? Are you willing to do anything he asks of you? If you're not baptized, are you trying to be? When the first gale force of winds of adversity hit, which will be national economic collapse and your gospel of prosperity fails, where will you land? Look at my website, www.worldministries.org. Go on American Prophecy. See what God spoke to me about clear back in 1995. See my first dream in 1985. See what he talks about, our economy, what's going to happen. See what he talks about. Nuclear. War. It's all coming. Civil unrest. Civil war and invasion. It's all coming. Because the church hasn't stopped anything. The shaking has begun. It will require tenacity, clinging to the truth, whose name is Jesus, to be able to endure unto the end and be saved. Matthew 24, 13. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth? Luke 18, 8. As it was in Noah's day, only a few will be saved. Think about Sodom and Gomorrah. Not many were saved. Think about Noah's day. Not many were saved. I think many Christians have deceived themselves thinking they're right with God. They're just fine. And I think many are going to be a casualty. Multitudes are not going to pay the price and go in at the catching away. Luke 14, 25 through 33. Only 50% of those who think they are saved, they think they're born again, they say they're born again, they say they love the Lord, but they love other things more than God. 
I think we better get real. The day is coming. Now, it might be imminent for some people. You might die long before this stuff happens. Some of you might go home tonight after you're watching this or even in this building and die in your sleep. For you, it's imminent. Six out of seven churches described in Revelation will, which make up Christendom are in need of repentance. Six out of seven churches today. Jesus declared the unpopular truth. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that go into it. Wide is the gate with all of your false teaching. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads into life and few there be that find it. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. See, people don't like to hear these verses. No, 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 no. Once saved, always saved. That's not what the Bible preaches. It doesn't say that. It says if you continue in sin that grace may abound, God forbid. There is no other salvation for you than what's already been given. And if you nullify that, there's no salvation for you. That's what it says. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.